Does your child interpret life in ways that are surprising to you? Do they behave in ways you would have never done as a child? Today, we'll talk with expert Consuela Munoz about noticing and honoring the strengths within your kiddo. But before we begin, let's listen to a review. The review today is from Vina Woman. She writes, love this podcast and gives it five stars. Thank you, Dina Lynn, for starting this podcast. Misbehavior is often rooted in misunderstanding. This podcast will help parents understand how their child communicates and how they can better communicate with their kids to strengthen their relationship and trust with their child. I will be sharing this with my no-problem parents. Thank you, Finna Woman, for your review. I'm so glad that you will be sharing it with your tribe. Are you tired of repeating yourself with your children and wonder why they don't listen? Are you frustrated that your kids argue, whine, or debate with you? Are you afraid you're doing the wrong thing, but you're not sure what to do? Hey mamas, you don't need to stay overwhelmed and exhausted. My name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush, mom, grandma, and speech-language pathologist of over 25 years. In this podcast, you will find solutions to get your kids to listen better, understand the clear communication, and the boundaries that benefit kids and all while enhancing your relationships. So if you are ready to build deep, meaningful connection and create a more peaceful, productive, and happy home, listen in. Let's interrupt the way you've been parenting so that you can become the parent you want to be. It's playtime, let's go. Today we have a wonderful, wonderful person with us named Consuela Munoz, and she is a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach working with entrepreneurs to defeat shiny object syndrome. She is a speaker, trainer, author, and founder of the CEO Way and Impact Makers Playground. Welcome, Consuela. I'm so glad to have you here on The Language of Play. I have seen you in many places where you talk about uh, shiny object syndrome, and you've talked about some strengths finder things and I have enjoyed the interactions you and I have had though they've been small um, in many settings and now I finally get to have you in real life here well virtual real life here on the podcast so welcome to the language of play well thank you so much Dina Lynn I'm so excited to be here I love the concept of your podcast the language of play there's so much fun to be had with this and yes Squirrel, I do work with those that chase after those shiny object things, all those um, tasks that they want to do. And my ability to multitask is important to me, all those kind of issues that we deal with. But the language communication as a strengths finder coach, knowing what you do best and understanding that so you can understand others is so important to how you can communicate and actually get along with those in your life. Sure. And as parents, we have the squirrel going on all the time, whether it's from within us, as some of some of the times it is, or if it's from outside of us, which is those little kids that distract us all the time. And even now, as we are talking, I have a squirrel outside the window next to my office, and I get to be distracted by a squirrel. So whether it is real life around us or whether it is um, from within us, um, that distraction is something that we need to get a hold of. Can you talk to that from a parent perspective? From a parent perspective, 
so just you are you're kind of the leader of the house right you and your your partner whoever if you're a single single parent you're the leader and and your children are your team well at least that's how we did it in my house right it was in my house it's team munoz so we're, we're all in this together um so there's no like i'm the mom i'm going to do all the things this is team munoz everybody has a role to play and um if you're the leader and you're having trouble staying focused, there's no way that those children will be able to stay focused because you are over here and over here and they're trying to keep up and they fall into that cycle with you and learn to be in a cycle of, you know, chasing those squirrels, chasing those shiny tasks from one task to another. If they are going to focus, you have to be able to focus. I love that concept. Team Munoz. I love that. I, I did a similar thing with my family. I didn't say Team Rosenbush, but we said we are a team. We worked as a team to be able to accomplish the greater task. How did you manage to figure out how to do that in your family? My husband and I both work full time and we have three kiddos. Oh my gosh, they're mostly grown now, but three of them. There's a lot that has to happen every week, every day for the things to run. It didn't take long for me to, to figure out like, there's no way I can do all these things. And so, but also how important is it for everyone in the house to feel wanted, to feel needed? And so that's where I became like, this is how you help the house succeed. So it just became, a, you know, that's how we're going to do that. I am a strength coach and let's just, you know, put it out there. I am a total nerd when it comes to strengths. That is something I could talk about until the end of the day, right? And as a strength coach, the more you understand what your strengths are, the easier it is to see strengths in others. And so even though little ones, you know, until they're really teenagers, they're not really ready to take a strength finder assessment, uh, but you can see strengths in them. And when you start to recognize strengths in them, you realize they don't necessarily think the same way you do. So you have to start to be able to reach them in a way that works for their strengths as well as for your strengths. So funny story. So hang with me here. Funny story though. We moved into this new house and we literally were moving in. It's really late. Like we're like, it's after bedtime and my husband is setting up beds. There's like no beds for the children yet. So he's working on that. We're standing in our new kitchen and my little one was four and he's like, mom, can I have a cookie? So it's way past dinner time and it's past bedtime. I don't want to give him a cookie. Are you, that's no, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, no, it's way too late. We cannot have a cookie. So my son goes, mom, you are so beautiful. And I said, oh, thank you. And he's like, can I have a cookie now? And I was like, yes, yes, you can, because that's how it works. Go have a cookie. Because my son has a similar strength to me. He has woo. And he just in just instinctually figures out what's in it for you that you absolutely want. And when but he delivers that to you in such a way that whatever he asks after that is a no-brainer that you're gonna say yes to because you've already been given what you want the most. And so that's a natural strength for him, for him. And he leads from relationship building. And knowing that that's different from where my husband or I lead, we have to approach how we're going to teach him to do things in a different way. 
This is fantastic. I absolutely love this. And the information that you're bringing to the parents here is is really, really valuable. The idea that our children and us have a strength area. We have, um, if we get into our strength area, we will be able to function at our best. We're not just scrambling all over and being scattered, but we can function as that team when we're working in our own strengths. And you mentioned your son's strength. One of them was woo. How is it that we take that and apply it with what you talked about, leading? What did you mean by leading with our strengths? For sure. So we're the parents, we're the leaders of this team. And knowing your strengths is important. And each strengths has needs. So as a leader, so my strengths are communication, woo, futuristic, positivity, and activator. So I like to think big picture. I think everything's going to work perfectly. And activator, I want to act now. You can see why I have shiny object syndrome, right? Like, I, like okay, let's. it's great. Let's go. Um, and so that's where I lead from. Now, knowing that my that's helps me figure out how I'm going to approach a problem or a situation. Mm-hmm. Now, understanding where my kids come from, and especially that it's a different place than me, I have to understand what they their strengths need that's different from mine. So I can't, um, you know, if they're struggling with homework or um, they're having discipline issues at school, I can't say, well, this is how you should do it based on something that works for me. I have to think about in what way does my kid thrive the most? In what way does my kid naturally excel? And how can we use that to help with the result we're trying to get, whether it's discipline or homework or um, you know, cleaning or whatever issue that we're trying, how can we get that? Now he leads from relationship building, which is different for me. So he needs to interact with people. And so how can I bring that aspect into things when we're trying to solve something? So if he's trying to, um, he's falling behind on his homework, how can I bring in this aspect of him meeting with other people to get his homework done? Versus, no, you just got to sit in a room by yourself. That's not going to work for him. I bet that that is something that makes your children feel really seen and heard because you're seeing their strength for what it is and you're able to bring them forward using where they're going to be successful. You're coming at him from where you are successful naturally and bridging the gap then as a leader to connect to communicate with them in a way that they understand because each of us are different. And that is our foundation here at the Language of Play, which is to be able to connect and communicate with our children in the way they understand. So this is exactly along the lines of what it is that this podcast is about. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's really it's really important to to recognize that what worked for you isn't going to work for them. And and before they're they're old enough to take the assessment, it's really paying attention to what does work for them versus what doesn't. And how can you use what's working for them to solve the things that aren't working for them? Sure. That is more like in our head, we're talking about it from a a perspective that's kind of up and above. Can -hmm. you talk with me as if you're talking to a parent? So far, the people that have communicated with me have young children and young child questions. And you've said that this 
doesn't really pertain to young kids. And I get that because I have done Strengths Finder with myself. I've done it with my children. We waited till they were teens. And that was a, a birthday gift at the 18th birthday for my nieces and nephews too, because it is so valuable. But I'd like you to think about a child, maybe 10-ish, that the parent is trying to communicate with the child about what strengths are and how somebody is different. Give me the actual language that you would say to the child. Pretend I am the 10-year-old and go ahead and pay. Well, I'll just tell you, my strengths are arranger, developer, harmony, learner. Okay, those are my like top. Okay, so if that's kind of who I am, how would you talk to me? Because I don't know me at 10. (laughs) Yeah, like at 10, I wouldn't know that. But it's really, you know, if I were talking to the 10-year-old, so it would be, you know, what things, what things you enjoy doing the most and observing that, you know, I, I was lucky even before I did strength finders, I got to go with my kiddos when they were three and four to preschool and really got to observe the things that they enjoyed doing and the, the activities that they're like, I don't want to do any of that. Right. So, so really paying attention to that. Now, if not everybody gets that you know, experience, but really paying attention. Where do they want to spend their time when they go off by themselves? Do they want to have more play dates or not have play dates? Do they um, really gravitate toward reading books or do they want to be outside climbing trees? You know, what are those things and, and what? Now, if someone had a ranger, you might see them trying to line a lot of things up as far as, um, that they like to be really busy. I would imagine uh, that you always have several projects going. And so as a, as a youngster, do they like to have more projects? Do they like to sign up for things so that they can be managing them? You know, how do, and now a 10 year old is kind of in that, in that zone. Like they're not, they're not four, they're not preschool. They're starting to do things. They're starting to have um, sports activities, things they want to do. So pay attention to the ones you know, whether they're like, please take me to all these things, or they're like, oh my gosh, you're going to have to drag them. You know, pay attention to those kind of things. Ask them what they enjoy. What is their favorite subject? What is their favorite activity at school more than their favorite subject? Because that can start to be clues. If they really love history, they might have context. If they love reading, maybe they have learner. You know, what are, what are the things they're doing? And, and the thing about understanding your strengths can help you see a strength in a child because it's a language to learn. It's a, it's a a way of learning as you learn your strengths. Now for me, I had woo. It was easy to see woo in my son, even at four, because I have it. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's, he's got what I have. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but when they have strengths that are different than you, even understanding the language of strengths can make it more obvious to you where your child might fall. And the thing about, you know, leader of your team and strengths there are four leadership domains, executing, getting things done, influencing, you know, having that influence, relationship building, the kind of the glue that sticks the groups together and strategic thinking, always thinking, learning, you know, analyzing, give me more information. Those areas are even easier for you to see as a parent in your child in what areas they they're most likely and that and that's something that even if their their strengths shift around as they're as they're learning who they are, those areas probably won't shift. They won't shift. If they're in that if they're a relationship builder, you'll see that when they're little. 
I love that. So what I'm hearing is that you're watching the activities that they like to do. You're watching the things that get them excited and you're getting an idea of who they actually are in that. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm guessing then that you just explore and watch them explore at, from the very validating conversation then that tells them what you see in them. Is that how you might yeah. talk to the child themselves saying, I see in you that you like to climb trees and you like to be outdoors and, and I see this in you and, and that's great. And so we're going to try to provide more of that or, or like, how would you, how would you then tell, like you gave a good example of how it is that you see it. And I asked you a two part question. Now, how do you communicate it in a very validating way? If he's in an environment that doesn't allow for maybe some of the things that he is bent towards. And I shouldn't say allow, I should say is natural in. Not made for. Yeah. So you see that you, you recognize it. So you, you don't, you do talk to them about like, Oh, I see you're really good at this. And you like doing this. Is there anything else you'd like to do to do more of this? Like find opportunities for them to have more of that in there. You know, so my, one of my, um, my daughter has context. She mm-hmm. is officially graduated as a historian. Oh, you know, the history of things is really, <laughs> yes, thank you. It's so fun. Like, to, oh, she's a historian. But the, the, the way that that showed up is that she really didn't like school. You know, we're up through fifth grade. She doesn't really like it. And um, sixth grade. And finally, you know, she hit middle school and she's like, she came home and she's like, I really like my history class. So that's me going, what? This child never likes anything about school and she really likes history. And then, you know, you, you know, I know she loves reading. Okay. So I start seeing that my daughter is naturally good at debating, just naturally good at. So maybe that's like, Hey, maybe you want to do, um, debate in school. Maybe you, you know, you're part of this history group. Maybe you're looking at what careers are going to be, um, that you use that degree. You know, anytime that they say they really like something. The other thing when you're observing is when do they lose track of time when they're doing something? If that's reading a book or playing with a certain kind of toy or a certain kind of activity that they lose track, that means they're in their flow, just like we would be. So that's something to pay attention. But as far as you're asking them, you're asking them the questions and then acknowledging like, yeah, you're really good at this. Because a lot of times, especially when they hit that 10-year-old spot, that's when peer pressure starts being an issue. And someone, you know, a youngster that was super, super um, sure of themselves starts having those doubts. And so you want to you wanna catch those as quick as you can by telling them the things that you see that they're amazing at and letting them know that it is okay and expected to do more of the things that they're amazing at. The other thing is this obsession with having straight A's, right? They come home with their report card and they've got six A's and one B. What are you going to gravitate toward? I would hope that it'd be the A, but it isn't. It's the B. What happened there? (laughs) Right. Like what happened there? You know, like what is this thing? What? Oh my goodness. And, and so we can, we can perpetuate that issue by saying you have to be good at all the things. Now with my daughter loves history, doesn't like math. She's never liked math. 
It's not her thing. Okay. So when I'm looking at a report card, if she's getting a low grade in history, I'm going to be concerned. If she's getting a passing grade in, in math, I'm excited. That makes so much sense, Consuela. If it's something you know, I know that you like, you should be doing really well on it. So if you're not, there's something else going on. We need to get to the bottom of that. But if, if something, there's no reason to make sure that they excel in everything if that's going to create its own issues. And focus on what they do right and how can we have more and more of that. Now, you have to pass. That's, you know, we want passing. But there's no reason to to mandate, you know, straight A's if that's not a goal for them. Now, if they have achiever as a strength, they probably want them that for themselves. But we want to make sure that we're not pushing our strengths onto them by requiring them to be good at something that we're good at if they're not naturally good at that. That is so beautiful, Consuela. And such, such good advice for our parents to remember that these kiddos have their own strengths. They come to us as their own humans and and they're wonderful as they are. They're like a package to be unwrapped and explore it to figure it out. Who are they inside there? And it's beautiful. Now, Consuela, um, I imagine that some of my listeners are going to want to get to know you more. They might want to follow you or to um, talk to you. How should they get a hold of you? So I have a fun quiz, which is what I normally give. Um, and that is squirrel quiz.com. And that can really try to figure out what kind of shiny objects you, you, um, are most likely to be distracted with because we don't want to be distracted as parents. We want to be focused. So that's squirrelquiz.com. I love that. And then will they be able to connect with you through that? So one once you there? do that, we can, we can have a squirrel strategy session, but we'll, we'll get connected through that. I love that. So then I will expect that that link is given to me and I will put it in the show notes, parents. Thank you for joining us today with Consuela Munoz and all the wonderful things that she has to offer. I know this is of great value to our parents and I learned a lot today. It was fantastic. And I was familiar with StrengthsFinder. So Thank you so much for your input. Awesome. Thank you. Remember, mamas, when you get behind the eyes of a child, you can speak in a way their brains understand. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you feel hopeful and want to hear more, please share this podcast with other parents that might want the same. I would be so appreciative if you would rate and review. You can also connect with me through the email found below.